entrepreneurs and small business owners, listen up. Are you looking for comprehensive health coverage? Do you need to establish a health plan for you and your dependents? HBG Solo has exactly what you need. When I left my corporate job and decided to take the risk in entrepreneurship, one of the things I didn't think about was a health plan that was affordable. I was so used to corporate plans that were offered to employees with little to no input that when I discovered HBG Solo and the options they offer entrepreneurs, I was blown away. HBG Solo has traditional and HSA options, so you get exactly the coverage that you and your family need. Click the link in today's show notes for more information on HBG Solo and to get your quote now. Hey, I'm Podcast Nate, and I'm inviting you to join the podcast revolution. I took my first podcast, The Sobriety Diaries, from launch to the top 3% globally in the first 90 days, and I've created a simple framework to help you achieve the same. Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for an additional stream of revenue or a creator expanding your platform, let's revolutionize your world one episode at a time. Welcome back to the podcast revolution. I am so excited for today's conversation. We're chatting with Jason Ballard, founder and president at Primetime Elevation Coaching. Jason, I wanna talk about your experience developing the coaching business, who your sort of prime candidate as far as clients go, who we can help, what we can offer them, all of the good stuff. Jason Ballard, how are you, my friend? Nate Kelly, I am doing fantastic, my man. I am pumped to be here, and thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Excited for today's chat. We're, we're sort of side by side. We're going through kind of the same process. We're in this early phase of, of entrepreneurship. Let's just start with your stress level. <laughs> How are you feeling? How are things going with the business? I would say that my stress level is not bad because if I don't practice what I preach, and that is you have to embrace the stress. You 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 have to look at the stress as the way that you're going to grow because if you don't push yourself outside of your comfort zone, there is no way that you're going to grow and get better every day. I mean... Pressure is a privilege, and that is something that I preach to my clients. So, as far as you know, like my stress level, um, I don't think it's too bad because I have to embrace it, my friend. That's true. It's like the same with mistakes, right? That's how we learn. It's how we grow. It, it, it really, as far as me, you know, building my framework for the podcast coaching, it's like, what mistakes have I made in the past? And what did I learn from them? And how can I help others or save others from, from that same pain, that same heartache, right? Failure is not fatal. Amen. It is just a learning opportunity. I mean, I, as a business owner, I fail every darn day. It's just you know, like the fact, but um, it's like, what do you do with that failure? Do you learn from it? Do you find it as motivation to go out there and and better yourself and better your brand? Because that is how elite performers 
become champions. Such a good point. And I know that there is a corporate side to your coaching based on your experience in the corporate world. And, and that is an option. Um, so, so heads up HR professionals or C-suite professionals, but what does your corporate past look like that led you to strive, you know, for this, to be a business owner and entrepreneurship and, and to help others within the corporate world? I kind of want 180. Um, I worked on Wall Street for 17 years, worked on a trading desk, trading uh, mortgage-backed uh, securities. Every day was a chaotic environment where markets were moving fast. And quite frankly, if you were not on top of your game, they kind of spit you out in that environment. I mean, where you had to bring great energy you had to bring great focus and you had to bring great productivity every single day because you no know, like let's face it, you know like i work for a small boutique firm so the way that we had to set ourselves apart from the big boys on wall street hmm. was we literally had to out hustle them and in 2007 when i was 25 years old um I'll be honest with you, our firm was on the brink of failure. We actually traded the top quality mortgage-backed securities and the last two to three years prior to that was when all of the subprime stuff was being uh, securitized and everyone thought that that was the greatest stuff out there. But you know, like, no one wanted our stuff. Well, we all know what happened in 2008 all of those subprime deals led to the great financial crisis. And it was really then that I told our CEO that we had to go out and we had to have a productivity overhaul, not only on a individual basis, but on a organizational basis for our firm. And quite frankly, productivity and energy was on the forefront of that uh, transformation. And that's what I'm trying to help each and every individual and organization bring to their table. It's so true. It's a great point. By simply increasing the productivity of your team, probably by minute, small percentages, is, it is so effective. So much more effective than bringing on new people or looking at things from a different perspective. It sounds like you've had that sort of strategy mindset or that growth mindset far prior to, to launching primetime elevation. So is that something that uh, kind of was always in the back of your head? How can I take what I'm learning and, and utilize it on my own? I think it all started with my athletic background. Um, as a kid, um, I dreamed of becoming a Division One basketball player. Nice. Um, so really, that mindset for me started the summer between my fifth and sixth grade year, where I was at a basketball camp in my um, native Wisconsin, and I was fortunate enough to have an ex-Milwaukee Buck player come in by the name of John Um McLaughlin and John didn't really talk about much about the game of basketball. John talked about how do the most successful people think and how do the most successful people spend their time. 
because truly that is, is how people can separate themselves from the competition. Long story short, um, I kind of took that and the way that I wanted to separate, you know, like myself from the competition was I wanted to become the best conditioned basketball player as a young kid. And eventually what it did was it actually you know, like led me to become a division one track athlete. And, and so from there, what I did was I used a lot of the stuff that I learned in college from sports performance scientists, and I translated that into the business world. And that is where a lot of, you know, like my coaching philosophies kind of started um, back, you know, like when I was on Wall Street. And quite frankly, I didn't even realize there was a coaching industry out there, probably until about... 2018 where I was asked to speak at a uh, financial conference and basically I told the story of how productivity and energy separated our firm from the big boys on Wall Street and then all of a sudden after that I had like five or six C-suite people from you know like other firms and you know I can say hey you know like we need to talk to you this isn't the first time I've heard this correlation between athletics at a younger age and success or motivation and carrying the things you learn as an athlete into your career or into business. And it sounds like that uh, sort of seed being planted at such a young age has definitely inspired or, or sort of changed the trajectory, if you will, uh, of your adult life. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I look at myself and I preach to my clients that every one of you, whether you like it or not, you are a corporate athlete. You are only going to get what you're able to get out of your body and 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 you best enjoy the process driven uh, relationship that is so prevalent in high level athletics and you better bring that to yourself and your team on a daily basis in the corporate uh, world. Today's episode of the Podcast Revolution is brought to you in part by StreamYard. StreamYard has everything you need to create a branded experience with your content. Logos, brand colors, music, overlays, cool transitions, and more. Say goodbye to willy-nilly Wi-Fi connections. StreamYard uses live local recordings, so no matter what kind of connection you or your guest has, you're getting studio quality audio and video for your podcast recording. Click the link in today's show notes for $10 off any package when you subscribe to StreamYard today. I think that correlates uh, a bit to, you know, we've talked about failure and learning and growth. On the business side of things, I think that points kind of to the resilience of a business or an individual. And when we look at entrepreneurs, I think resilience, resiliency is is sort of a must have. So how do you get into that mindset that failure isn't fatal and that we learn from these hiccups within, you know, the entrepreneurship journey. Speak on resilience a bit. First and foremost, I think, you know, like the mindset that, that I have comes from really the belief 
that every day is a opportunity, right? You, if you can just focus on winning one play or one day at a time and realize that each and every day when you wake up, you have the opportunity to have a fresh slate, your whiteboard is clean, and you get to create, you know, like your future. So even if you screw up, if if you learn from that and you come into each and every day when you wake up and 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 the way that I teach it is resilience is a four-part thing. First of all, you have to be aware of it, right? You know, like you, I mean, there's so many people out there. Um and, and I'm sure you saw this in the corporate world. They're like, oh, man, I ain't going through, you know, like tough times. But they were just not being truthful to themselves. You actually have to be aware that you are going through tough times and that you can't deny it. And, and quite frankly... That is kind of like the first part. Second part, mindset. Every day, opportunity. Every single day you get out of bed, you have the ability to go out there and do something great. You know, like not only for yourself, but for the world. Three, exposure. The, the big part of resilience is, and quite frankly, the big part of what I teach is life is going to be hard. But what changes is you learn how to do the hard things just a little bit better and it becomes just a little bit easier. And lastly, and quite frankly, is one thing that I see people really struggle with and that is recovery. Going back to athletics, right? You cannot push yourself 100% every single day you know like no elite athlete does that you know like no corporate athlete can expect to do that you actually not only intraday but the things you do outside of the office to have hopefully a balanced life that you can recover and 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 find ways outside of your work and profession to help uh, rejuvenate yourself. So that's kind of like my four prong take on resilience. First of all, I love anything that has sections and parts. So I appreciate the way that you have sort of dissected that. And I love that you bring up the recovery piece because we hear a lot about this hustle culture and it's a hundred percent you know, 365, 24 seven, but there needs to be sort of that reset and having that balance. So what are your thoughts on hustle culture and how do we make sure that we're allowing time for that recovery? Honestly, um, and one thing that I did on Wall Street that I think that in, in a cult or in a hustle culture, maybe the most ultimate hustle culture where people really burned is. out and yeah. and you were spit out, I I actually learned that every night I had to you know like when I came into my house after a day of work, 
I told people, if you text me and you email me past about seven o'clock, you will not get me. Good for you. Yeah, we, we end up becoming prisoners of our devices, right? And if you're not setting those boundaries and sticking to them, a boundary is nothing if you're not committing to it and sticking to it. You know, I think the burnout comes and the negativity comes. And so I think like cognitively setting that time apart is critical when, when you look at the recovery piece and, um, you know, balancing life and work. Couldn't agree more. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Jason Ballard, founder and president at Primetime Elevation Coaching. Head over to primetimeelevation.com for more information. Jason, do you have any exercises that help to sort of get yourself into that zone every morning? Do you have exercises? Do you have affirmations? What are you doing each morning? I think what I've done is I've built my rituals and and routines um, around getting myself prepared. And and I'll just kind of go through, you know, like my morning uh, ritual. Yeah. I get up and right by, you know, like my bed, I have my vision statement. And and so I the first thing I do as as I read that. Second thing I do, I go and I read a daily Bible verse. Centers me, gets me going. Next thing I do, I drink two glasses of uh, water. After that, I eat a snack, and then and then after that, I'm I'm out the door to the gym. So I'm probably at the gym every morning at about five thirty-five or wow, so. Nice. Yeah. Um, I get home a little bit before seven. Uh, say goodbye to my kids for school and then I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, I mean, so for me, it's in, it, it, it's finding that formula of routines and, uh, rituals that quite frankly, you can repeat every single day and just becomes part of your life. I mean, but it's all about finding what works for you because quite frankly, no, like that's what I'm all about. You no, know, like when I teach and I coach and I consult, what works for me isn't you no, know, like necessarily going to work for you. Right. So I'm, I'm not, you know, like one of those people where, Hey, follow this, you know, like template because I'm not a cookie cutter type guy. I want to get detail oriented with each one of my clients and each one of my organizations to find out what we can do to build a blueprint that is going to foster what I like to call sustainable peak performance. Mm. It is being able to perform at a high level for years and years to come, right? Think of us as corporate athletes. We have 30 to 50 year careers. So many of us probably come to a point where we're like, you know, I can't imagine keeping this pace or keeping this, you know, like lifestyle up for like another few months or six months or a year. But I'm all about finding that formula, finding, finding that blueprint that time and time again 
is going to yield successful uh, results, but also bring you some work-life harmony as well. Yeah, the sustainability is priority. I think the personalized approach with clients is critical, not just a template, not just throwing a bunch of uh, cookie cutters to steal your, your term is important. So piggybacking off of that, who, who is your ideal client and, you know, of our listener base that is mostly coaches, entrepreneurs, give us your pitch. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say I can kind of break it into three different cohorts. First of all, I know like, let's start with you know, like entrepreneurs, right? Almost all entrepreneurs have a vision probably for where they want to go. Yeah. They, they may or may not have a plan, but even if you do have a plan, being able to execute that plan usually is the toughest thing for entrepreneurs. So one-on-one -on -one coaching with those type of people, I love it Be, you know, because we're going to find that formula, we're going to find that plan, and, and I'm going to hold you accountable to that plan. Second cohort. Let's say, you know, like mid-level managers that know that what got them to where they are is, is not going to take them to the next level that they want to get to. So I love helping those people that want to change, want to take their game to the next level, and quite frankly, have the desire to make themselves the best person possible. Third cohort would be your C-suite type people. People that are literally looking to get just a little bit better. I mean, just find those simple things that are going to bring them what I like to call compound interest, right? You know, like think about compound interest in finance. Think about those compound interests for, for just being able to do, you know, like one more thing or, or max out your life as a C-suite uh, professional, right? Probably not going to make huge drastic changes, but we're going to find one to three very simple things that are that is going to unlock their potential to take themselves to just that little higher level to separate you know, like not only themselves, but their company from the competition. Such a good point that, you know, the clients we work with have to have that motivation, right? They have to want it for themselves more than we want it for them. So I think that's important when we're, you know, looking at clients to work with or our current clients, you know, I think you see those people rise to the top much quicker than those who are kind of just going through the motions. Taking those shortcuts, it ain't going to get you to where you want to really get to. Right. You're going to have to, what I like to call, get the shortcut every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jason, can we have a little peek into the program? Can we have a tip or two to maximize our productivity? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is where I get, you know, like fired up. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I tell people is you need to plan for tomorrow today. You need to wake up on the offense. So I don't care, you know, like where you do it. You know, like you may do it during your lunch. 
You may do it the last 10 or 15 minutes of uh, your working day, or you may do it like right before you go to bed. But what you need to do is you need to know your three priorities that you want to accomplish when you wake up that day. And you better try to get those three priorities done first thing. And of, of those three priorities, what is your priority number one? And try to you know, like knock that out ASAP every day. Because what that's going to do is that's going to build your um, momentum. And that's going to give you a great victory to start off of your day. And your day is just going to build off of that. Yeah, I, I saw something once that really helped with my planning. It's like of your, you know, priority list, it should be like 65 to 70% of your time is spent on your top three priorities. Then you have like a remaining 25% for like the rest of your list and then 10% for like the stuff that gets thrown at you. But I think it is important, you know, you have to spend significant amount of time on those top priorities. So really separating them and understanding what's what is super important. Think about this. We live in a world today where most people are just focused on being busy, but yes. most people are being busy on stuff that yields very small results. You are actually rewarded in this world, good, bad, or indifferent, for for doing stuff and focusing on the most important stuff that is going to yield you great results. Well said, my friend. Jason Ballard, founder and president at Primetime Elevation Coaching. Jason, we're on similar paths, my friend. I appreciate your time today. I mentioned primetimeelevation.com, but what's the best way for folks to reach out if they're interested in, in what we talked about today or to work together? Go on to primetimeelevation.com. I got my email there. I got my phone number there. Check me out on LinkedIn. Check me out on Instagram. Check me out on Facebook. But quite frankly, I love sitting down and having real conversations with people on what are their parent, uh, what are their pain points, and how can we alleviate them. So, give me a buzz. Let's talk. It. Yeah, Let's chat. The, his phone number is listed. Send a text. Head over to primetimeelevation.com. Jason Ballard, great conversation. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon, my friend. Thank you so much, Nate. Thank you so much, friends, for downloading today's episode. Stay tuned every Tuesday for new episodes highlighting the hottest equipment, production and editing tips, launching your show, pitching to sponsors, so much more. Everything you need that's involved in launching and monetizing a successful podcast. Subscribe to the Podcast Revolution now so you never miss an upload. Again, every Tuesday, hit that follow button on Instagram at PodcastNate to submit your own questions on podcasting and to catch the latest updates on the show. Remember, friends, it's never too late to find your voice and use it. And let's revolutionize your world one episode at a time. Bye for now, friends.